0: Good morning. 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 Welcome to Men's Roundtable. My name's Joe Barlow. Glad you're here. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. We have anybody online this morning? We got Ed, Tom, Rose, Patrick, Rich
1: Hancock, and
0: Victor. Tobias. We've got five online. Tom and Ed, I heard. Victor, a couple of others in there. Glad y'all are joining us, guys. Glad you're with us this morning. So if you're out traveling or you're unable to get here or you just sleep in, you can log on to the live link and uh, see what's going on. Also, uh, in the handout, you'll see uh, the web page. If you're not familiar, look on the web page, uh, old meeting notes. If you didn't get all the blanks filled in, they're on there as well. A lot of other resources. So we've got a couple of things coming up.
1: The
0: yeah, there's the website. There's the website. Dear Camp Alumni and Passionate Partners Weekend. You know, uh, couples
2: Connect workshop is this weekend. So if you want to make your wife really, really happy for Valentine's Day, you still got a chance. Um, tomorrow uh, and Saturday, Carla and I will do our couples workshop in Fairhope. And there is space available. So come on down.
0: Couples workshop yep. in Fairhope yep. this weekend. Yep. Space available. Space available. Go to the web page and you can you can sign up right there. Register there. Right. Great. Yep. And a deer camp alumni weekend coming uh, alumni
2: up. Alumni weekend is uh, next weekend. So come up and see all the improvements. And uh, uh, that, uh, it's actually uh, Saturday at noon um, through late Saturday night. So uh, kind of a show and tell day. Uh, come up and, uh,
0: and enjoy the day yeah. on Saturday. It'd be a great day. Good great afternoon. Looking forward to that. So we're continuing in the series this morning on lion makers. Just curious. show of hands of those that have since this since this series has started, how many of you have found somebody that you might mentor? You found somebody you might mentor. All right. Apparently we need to be making some lions. We got a few mentors. We need more mentees. That's what we're working on. We need more mentees. Guys, I am, uh, just on a personal note, I am, I am emotional this morning. I'll let you know that I've got a son that's getting married this weekend. And my wife has had me busy as Phil said, weddings are for women. And I have been a busy little hamster on a wheel, spinning out of control for the last two or three months. I
2: feel your pain.
0: And uh, it is it has come to a crescendo today, and we're kind of taking today and tomorrow off in preparation of it. And uh, I don't see Ronnie here this morning, but when when some guys were making posts on social media, it it really started touching me earlier this week. Yeah, I see you laughing back there. Let me tell you how this works. You got the daughter. I got the son, but as I explained to somebody, uh, you don't understand my wife. My wife, it doesn't make a difference if we've got the son or we've got the daughter. And it's something like, once you you write that first check, it's kind of like having a stomach bug. Once you puke that first time, they just keep coming and keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. But we're almost over that. And it's going to be a great weekend. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we've got a lot of friends and family that are gonna be here in town and it's just gonna be a great weekend. Scott's gonna sing for us and play at the rehearsal dinner. It's just gonna be gonna be a good time. We're really looking forward to it. Meal, us with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity of gathering here. Thank you for Phil, our brother, and for C Spire, for the leadership team, for the meal provided this morning and coffee. God, it's you that we're here to pursue as you pursue us. May you open our ears and open our hearts so that we hear the message in your name. Let me pray. Mm. Amen. Amen. You, Joe. Mm.
2: Morning, gentlemen. Happy Thursday. Excited to be here. Excited for what God will give us um, this morning. So I have a song for you this morning. Um, I want to offer you, and God gave me this song Sunday morning uh, on my way to church. Um, This had the music on, and um, I I was feeling this, and God gave me a song that put words to my feelings that morning. Uh, Lord, I need you. So pull up your words there on your handout. Let me just read just a little bit of this to kind of awaken our hearts to what we're getting ready to hear. Lord, I come, I confess, bowing here. I find my rest without you, without you, I fall apart. You're the one that guides my heart. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. My one defense, my righteousness. Oh God, how I need you. Amen. Amen. Where sin runs deep, your grace is more. Where grace is found is where you are. Where you are, Lord, I am free. Holiness is Christ in me. Gentlemen, open your heart to what God has for us this morning. May you hear the voice of God as we uh, worship him this morning.
1: It's where you are. holiness is christ in me where you
2: suffer from anxiety from time to time, as I know you do. Um, I get crazy thoughts in my head. If you knew some of the thoughts that go through my head, you'd probably just get up and walk out of this room right now. But I know that the same crazy thoughts go through your head too, so I feel comfortable. But I, but I say that to say that, um, gentlemen, God has given us music and to sing to hum, uh, to listen to music. Uh, My good friend Phil uh, sings. Scott back there, musician. Where would you be without music, Scott? Probably in jail. Probably in jail, all right? So I just say, um, worshiping God and and allowing His music to soothe our anxiety is, is important. Be on the alert. Stand firm in your faith. Act like men, be strong. The words from 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Uh, we continue in our series, Lion Maker. Be a lion, make a lion. I want to just read just a portion of the declaration that I've been working with uh, since we started. Just, just a small piece of it. Uh, moved down about uh, the, the fourth uh, section I will live like today is the first day and the last day of my life. Seize the opportunity is what we talked about last week. Today, today is the most important day of your life. This one. I will burn sinful bridges. Stop. I will blaze new trails. I will pursue the next adventure, be the lion. And then I love this. I will live for the applause of nail scarred hands. I will not let what's wrong with me keep me from whispering what's right with God be the lion. This morning, um, we're addressing what's your destiny? What's your destiny? Or another way to say that is what's your legacy? So pick up your pen. I have a couple questions for you. So I want to start with this question, and this question is not on your handout, not up on the screen as Jeff typically does, but I want you to to think about this for a minute. What would you like them to say upon your death? When somebody gives your eulogy, the pastor, the, daughter, the son, um, what would you like them to say about you? Now, don't be falsely humble. Oh, nothing. I mean, I know you're like me when they show a a group picture. Who's the first picture you look for in the group picture? Your picture, you know? So what do you want them to say about you? Write it down.
1: What do you want them to say? your destiny, your destiny. What do you want them to say? Now you can look at the questions
2: there on your handout. First question there. What are your dreams? What would you share? What action you are taking as a result of this series, this whole series, you know, has been an invitation, a personal call to growth, um, to maturing, to becoming whole. Um, And I've loved the stories that you've shared. And I've asked Paul Sharp if Paul would come and share a little bit. So, Paul, uh, come on up. And uh, I've asked Paul to share a little bit about what God's been doing in his life as a result of the series and um, Deer Camp and all that he's been involved in. So, Paul, tell him who you are and thanks for sharing.
3: So, my name is Paul Sharp. I've uh, been coming to Deer Camp and the Deer Camp community for a little over a year now. Uh, about a year and a half ago, I decided that it was time for me to disclose my pornography use to my, at the time, girlfriend. And I did what Phil and Roan familiarly call a tabletop disclosure. And I was so unprepared for it, it wasn't even funny. Uh, I don't think I had fully understood how much that information would hurt her and just what that would do to her. Um, As a result of uh, my disclosure, uh, she decided to end the relationship. And that ended up being what I needed in that moment to catapult me into recovery. Um, Through the help of some really good men in my life at the time, um, I went to my first deer camp in August of 21. And the level of acceptance and vulnerability that I experienced there um, was unlike anything I had ever experienced. And it completely changed my life. Um, I remember telling Phil um, that that was the kind of community that I was looking for and that I didn't know existed. Uh, Through the help of the Deer Camp community, I was able to move further into recovery and move just further along that process and uh, at the time i thought that porn was my problem this was this was the big thing for me but um, as i started to address that i started to realize that there were a whole myriad of issues on that lay under that that uh, had been unnoticed and unaddressed and uh, through the help of the community i had men to walk with me um Purely by the grace of God, um, I was able to reconcile with my girlfriend and uh, we're actually now about to get married. But I know for a fact that I would not be where I am now. I would not have experienced the things that I've been able to experience um, without the strength of this community, without the strength of my brothers. Um, Phil's been talking about David's mighty men during this passage. And it struck me that David didn't just have one, he had a group, he had multiple. And the strength of my brothers is really what's kept me going. It's what supported me when I couldn't keep up the fight anymore. And Phil's uh, been talking about facing your lions and fighting your lions. And I have not killed my lions by any stretch of the imagination, but um, I wouldn't have been in the fight with this long without this community.
2: Thank you, Paul. Be the lion. Be the lion. Go make lions. Second question in the three, which is the third question, if you're counting, I'm going to confuse myself. Question number two, what is something in your childhood that God is using today for good? A skill, a teacher's encouragement, a loss, a school assignment, a friendship. So you guess where that question comes from is I believe God uses every piece of the puzzle of our past as a way to create the mosaic of our present. And as I uh, was considering that question, I thought about uh, Mrs. Taylor, my third grade teacher. Mrs. Taylor um, set my life on fire. She said to my mother, she said, Phil can be anything he wants to be. And I was standing there when she said that. I, I remember her saying that to my mother, Phil can be anything he wants to be. And that changed my life. Now I found out later, she was saying that to all the mothers, but you know, that, <laughs> that's beside the point. <laughs> I believed her. I believed her. And um, I started to live a, a life of vision um, right then. And I, I've told this story before. I remember in third grade, they marched us up the hall in that, in my little school, The the first, grade one and two and three had been added on. So they added those three classes on. And they, you add, so in order to get to the rest of the school, you walked up these steps and you walk up the steps out of the third grade class. And the first room on the left was the library. And I remember uh, in the third grade, they took us into the library. That's the first time I remember being in there. And dude, I fell in love. I was like an alcoholic in a bar, David. I fell in love with books and I started reading. And the world um, came into my uh, living room, into my life, and I believed um, that God was doing something special in my life, and I've never stopped believing that. It's important to think about past baseball coaches, our grandfathers. Um, who have impact on our life? Because you are now in the role of those voices in younger men's life, your grandchildren. Who, Who do you want to impact? So here's my last question, and then we'll dig into our lesson today. Last question. What spiritual legacy do you most want to leave to a future generation? In other words, who in your life are you helping to set up for success? Who's your who? Who's your who? And it's uh, interesting that Joe and I did not talk before and Joe asked that question, who, who are you mentoring? Who's your who? And certainly if you're a father of young children like Steele, I know, I know who Steele's writing down. Uh, if you're a grandfather, write those grandchildren down. You know, you've got a chance to impact them, but there's younger people, um, in your life right now, whether you work beside a young guy, um, or actually your grandchildren or your children, who are you impacting guys? Um, there's only three things that last through eternity. Um, God himself. Uh, his word and people. Everything else is gone. All eternity. Um, what are you investing in? So what we're looking at this morning is what's your destiny? What's your destiny? Turn over to Second Samuel 23. We've been hanging out there. And once again, we come in contact with Benai. We've read about the three mighty warriors, the thirty that became thirty-seven. Um, David's legacy that came out of the cave of Adullam, the darkest time of David's life. Dave, uh, God used that time to bring four hundred men into that cave, and out of those four hundred came the thirty, the thirty-seven, the three Benai, and a couple of other guys. Verse twenty chapter 20 uh, 2 second samuel 23 Beniah son of jehoiada from kebsuriel was a vigorous man who accomplished a great deal he once killed two lion cubs in moab he killed kittens i mean dude really man i mean why did you put that in there he killed two kittens i mean okay i guess i guess you got to start somewhere you know another time on a snowy day He climbed down into a pit and killed a lion. Okay, so start with kittens and then jump in the pit and kill the lion. Another time he killed a formidable Egyptian. The Egyptian was armed with a spear and Benaiah went against him with nothing but a walking stick. And I love this. He seized the spear from the grip, from his grip and killed him with his own spear. Take that, you son of a gun. These are the things that Benaiah son of Jehoiada was famous for. But neither did he ever get ranked with the three. Now listen to that. But neither did he ever get ranked with the three. Do you think he got his feelings hurt? You know? did Did he just feel like he was left out? Now, why didn't he just get mad at David? I'm leaving. I quit. You know i'm as good as those three guys i quit why don't you quit you know rome didn't say hi to you when you came to deer camp well he didn't say hi to anybody you know he's waiting on you to say hi to him dude i mean seriously it's so easy to get offended you know how easy it is to get offended walk out the door I mean, you, if you if you want to be offended, you can be offended easy. He he wasn't part of the three. He was held in greatest respect among the 30. But he never got included with the three. David put him in charge of his bodyguard. David put him in charge of his bodyguard. Beniah knew his role. He believed in his role. He didn't have... To have the role of the three. It wasn't like he put his uh, focus on what somebody else had. You know what the definition of contentment is? Being grateful for what you have. You know what definition of discontent is? Being mad because what you got ain't what they got. And what they got's the good stuff. And what you got ain't the good stuff. You're focused on what somebody else has got. Dude, that is sin. That's just... Let's just let's just call it what it is it's jealousy it's envy i hate that
1: in me and it and it perplexes me when i see it in you um i've got
2: watches i've got rings i've got so many men that i have offended and pissed off you know and honestly i've been doing this for a long time and there's so many opportunities for me to be discouraged to quit because somebody I've, I've, I've offended, and appropriately so. I'm not just saying that, that they, they got, you know, offended. I, I offended them. I said something I shouldn't have said. Uh, um, I didn't say something that they wanted me to say. And, you know, all I can do is own it. And I'm willing to do that because... I'm focused on the kingdom of God. That's what I really care about. I need you every hour. I need you every hour. Um, Beniah is such a great example of that. So here's what we're looking
1: at. Again, be a grower and go and make growers or make lions. And so we start out with a double destiny.
2: Have you ever considered that double destiny? I want you to turn over to Jeremiah chapter one. Jeremiah chapter one, uh, really focused on uh, verse five. Before I shaped you in the womb, I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you. Now in your study Bible, that line is, I consecrated you. I set you apart, a prophet to the nations. That's what I had in mind for you. Guys, your destiny is to live out the plan of God that he has had for you before you were even born. Your your life plan was scripted out. And so all of the crazy stuff that you have done and all of the good stuff that you have done is part of the mosaic that God has intended for you all along. He takes the broken pieces, as Isaiah 61 says, and he creates something new from that. One of the the greatest things that I have learned um, from the voice of God in my life is how God has intended my broken parts to be used for his glory all along. And that is the battle of shame in all of us. It's been the battle of shame in my own life. And to see the battle of shame won in the context of men accepting one another. And as Paul mentioned, the, the uh, vulnerability, swallowing up shame in the context of grace-oriented men is one of the most powerful evidences of Jesus incarnate that I've ever seen in my life. It is powerful. It is real. Look at Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. We're going to talk about predestination this morning. How about that? Yeah, now you're excited. Now you're excited. Romans 8. Listen to this. Um, Romans 8. Let's start with verse um, 29. God knew what he was doing from the very beginning. He decided from the outset to shape the lives of those who love him along the same lines as the life of his son. Shaping your life, he's chosen you. His intent all along has been to shape you and mold you into the image of Christ. The son stands first in the line of humanity. He restored. We see the original and intended shape of our lives there in him. What did God intend for you? That's the most critical question. What did God design? What was in God's mind, which is more important in a construction zone, the architect or the contractor? Well, that's not, that's that's a hard question, isn't it? <laughs> Ask them, <laughs> you know, but I believe it's the architect because he's got the plans and the contractor is simply to execute the plan. So God is the architect. He's designed. He's drawn it up. After God made that decision of what it is, let's, let's see. Yep. Uh, We see the original and intended shape of our lives there in him. After God made that decision of what his children should be like, he followed it up by calling people by name. Phil, Rome, Joe, Scott. After he called them by name, he set them on a solid basis with himself. And then after getting them established, he stayed with them to the end, gloriously completing what he had begun. Now in your study Bible there, in that context, it uses the word predestined. Predestination is not fatalism. It matters. Somehow in the mysterious way of God, he's predestined us and still maintains our free will. I can screw this up any minute. I can say whatever I want to right now and I can say something that would offend half of you in the room. The other half wouldn't hear me. You know, I mean, I I can do anything up here. But what I want to do is bring honor and glory to Jesus. That's why we do this on, on Thursday morning. And what God has intended from the day He called me, from the day I was conceived, is that I am predestined to be like Jesus. My destiny is to live out The image of Jesus. And that is your destiny. So what's God's will for your life? To be like Jesus. Simple as that. So that's destiny number one. But destiny number two is to be the best version of yourself. That God has made you unique. There's nobody like you. And the battle within all of us is to become our true self, denying our false self, actually putting to death our false self, and being who God created us to be. And yet we're never going to reach that ideal self. That's called heaven. And so what we're working with is our real self, which is a combination of my brokenness and my giftedness. And I'm in this fight every day. As I said earlier, I have anxiety. I have crazy thoughts in my head. I want to quit. Um, um, There's all kinds of crazy thoughts, but I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I've learned that's stupid and I've got really, really good men, brothers in my life that tell me how stupid I am when I think that. Thank God for men that will tell you that you're stupid when you think stupid stuff. You've got to have those guys in your life. So again, our destiny, double destiny, be like Jesus and be yourself, unless you suck.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then and then come to Deer Camp. But no, in all seriousness, be like Jesus and be yourself. The one that God designed and intended you to be. Most everybody's heard me tell this story. I love this story. Tell it every deer camp at some point. You know, the old farmer had two dogs. And the two dogs used to fight all the time. So they asked the old farmer, when your dogs fight, which one wins?
1: You know what the old farmer said? Whichever one I feed. Whichever one I feed. Feed the good dog feed the Christ-like dog, feed the Jesus dog,
2: and deny the craziness in your head, the sinful,
1: fleshly part of you. So your legacy,
2: your legacy, your legacy is this idea
1: um, of who comes after you, who is it that's going to follow you that you that you've had an impact on?
2: you know our our destiny again is to bring glory to God, glorify God, glorify God um, and as we're doing that we're we're intended by God to have an influence on those around us, whether it be our grandbabies, our children uh friends employees, employers, whomever. We've all seen the movie Braveheart. Love the movie Braveheart. But one of the untold stories in Braveheart is the story of Robert the Bruce. You know that in the movie uh, Mel Gibson, Robert the Bruce um, betrayed um, William Wallace. And I want to show you a clip here of what happened to Robert the Bruce. Um, in the movie, um, even though Braveheart was intended to be William Wallace, of course, the, the idea of Braveheart really comes out of the story of Robert the Bruce, because after William Wallace died, uh, James Douglas, uh, one of, uh, Robert the Bruce's soldiers, took um, Robert de Bruce's heart after he died, put it in a casket, and they were fighting the Spanish uh, Moors, group of Spaniards in southern Spain, and they were surrounded and getting ready to be overtaken. And James Douglas throws the heart of Robert de Bruce, the casket in the heart, and he says this. Onwards, brave heart, I shall follow to the death. I shall follow to the death. And that's how the term brave heart came about. It was really more because of the heart of Robert the Bruce than William Wallace. So I want to show you the last scene. Now, you think when I say the last scene, I know what you think of. That, that's not the last scene when William Wallace is dying. This is the last scene. Robert the Bruce watched this.
1: Bleed with Wallace. Now bleed with me. The patriots of Scotland, starving and outnumbered, charged the fields of Bannockburn. They fought like warrior poets. They fought like Scotsmen and won their freedom.
2: Robert the Bruce. What will be your legacy? What is there that you're doing now that's worth following? Who will hear your voice in their head when you're gone? Who do you want to be a hero to? Who do you want to be a hero to? Walter and I talked about that last week. Legacy. Every David needs a Beniah and someone needs you. Your legacy isn't your dream. Your legacy is leveraging the dreams of those who come
1: after you.
2: Your legacy is your downlines, those you parent, mentor, coach, and disciple. You may not influence a million people, but you may influence one person who influences a billion people. Elijah and Elisha. What a story. Look over at 1 Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19. Elijah had just had this great victory. Defeated Baal.
1: The prophets of Baal and Jezebel. and he hears the voice
2: of God, he feels alone. Verse 15, God said, go back the way you came through the desert to Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hazrael, make him king over Aram, then anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, make him king over Israel, and finally anoint Elijah, son of Shaphat, from Abel Maloah to succeed you, to succeed you as prophet. Anyone who escapes death by Hazrael will be killed by Jehu. And anyone who escapes death by Jehu will be killed by Elisha. Meanwhile, I'm preserving for myself 7,000 souls, the knees that haven't bowed to the God Baal, the mouths that haven't kissed his image. Elijah went straight out and found Elisha son of Shothat in a field where there were 12 pairs of yoked oxen that work plowing. Elisha was in charge of the 12th pair. Elijah went out and went up to him and threw his cloak over him. And then it goes on to talk about how Elijah chose Elisha and Elisha accomplished more than Elijah. Gentlemen, my question to you is: Who is your Elijah? Elijah's success wasn't the 14 miracles he performed, but the 28 miracles that Elijah performed after him. Gentlemen, I'm I'm excited about what God's doing in my life. I'm excited about where I am. I, I believe. Uh, the future days of my life will be the most fruitful and the best of my life because of who God is, not because of who I am. Um, I just celebrated my 70th birthday. I'm proud of that. Strong like bull. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, I could fall dead in the next five minutes up here from a heart attack, you know. But, dude, I'm, I'm going to die with my boots on as best I can by God's grace and by his mercy. I want to die fighting for his kingdom. I want to die like Robert the Bruce, and I'm proud uh that I believe that there will be men in this room that will carry on um after I'm dead and gone, whether that's ten minutes from now, ten years from now, or twenty five uh years from now and I, and I die at the age my sweet daddy did at ninety five I don't know none of us know, but um we have been working on the plan of what happens to Ebenezer Place um, when I'm gone, when Roan's gone. And um, I want to ask uh, Jason Brown to stand up. And I want to ask Cadden Christie to stand up. I don't know if uh, Caden's in the room. I want to ask Kirk Ivan to stand up, if Kirk's in the room. Um... And um, Scott Simpson, Scott's uh, helping us uh, with that. Um, and then who, who am I leaving out? That's right, Jeff Cook. That's right, Jeff Cook, stand up. So guys, these, these men have agreed uh, to step up and um, if I, something happened to me tomorrow, these guys would form a team along with the others in this room and the contingency plan, the future of, the, of Ebenezer Place and the continuation uh, would go on. The legacy of providing an environment for men um, to have the experience like Paul just shared with us will continue. Ron and I are going to keep doing this until somebody shoots us or we just fall dead. That's kind of a given, but these young guys are going to continue to give leadership. So thank you. Guys, um, I truly want to invite you to begin to consider your legacy. Legacy is the influence you dream has on others even after you die. Who will hear your voice in their head? Legacy isn't influenced by what you accomplish during your lifespan. Legacy is measured by the lives that are affected by your life long after you are gone. Until you can selflessly invest yourself in someone else's dream, you're not ready for your own. Who are you investing in? Who are you pouring into? be a disciple and go make disciples. You're not worthy to do that. Well, me neither. If I waited till I had it all figured out, I wouldn't have been doing anything. You know, God will use your brokenness just as much, if not more than your giftedness. Don't be afraid of that. And guys, just as we close, I would ask you to go to that QR code that's there on your handout and invest in our ministry. Um, we started out the year, $10,000 in the red. Uh, I know that's a lot because guys are given to the brick and mortar of Ebenezer Place. Um, the operating fund um, uh, provides a salary and expenses um, for our ministry. And that allows us to keep the cost down for these events that we do. I mean, Carla and I, could charge three times what we charge for our couples workshop. We could charge three times, four times what we charge for our uh, men's coaching weekend. But the funding that you can provide just to support our operating budget um, is needed. And so I'm asking everybody in this room to give $100 just to take care of that deficit. If we had 100 guys that would give $100, uh, that would take care of the deficit and, and, and we'll keep working to get our budget where we need it to be. So please, I ask um, that you would go to that QR code and just donate $100 uh, today. When you, when you do that QR code, it'll come down on a menu and the, uh, when you hit select, it'll show BPO International or the Ebenezer Place Capital Fund. Just do the BPO International. It would be greatly, greatly appreciated. What's your destiny? What's your destiny? Let's close in prayer. Father, thank you uh, so much for this morning. Uh, Thank you for what you've done in our life. And now we ask, Lord, that you would do through our life all that you intended to do on this day in the days of our life that you
1: give us as a gift. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a great day.